0: today we feature audio from the elite business advice podcast with Chris Moore. In this episode, Mike Babcock joins to talk about commercial insurance, making sure you're protected if something should happen, and a few of the most common mistakes contractors make when it comes to their insurance. This episode is sponsored by 3M and PPG. Welcome to the elite business advice podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder
1: of elite business advisors and the goal of our podcast is to help you grow your business but also educate you on a variety of topics that affect self employed small business owners. Today's episode we've got Mike Babcock with us. Mike works with the Babcock insurance and financial services. uh, And we're going to talk through a little bit about commercial insurance, how to make sure you're protected and what you need to know. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. What's up, Chris? Thanks for the invite, man. Yeah, I absolutely, it. I appreciate. I appreciate you repping like St. Louis today. People yeah, listening on you know. audio can't see that, but Mike's rocking a super cool Cardinal. Yeah, Pomo, well, so. I'll get that. I'll make sure to get that. Yeah, the there, you go. there so we go. There we go.
2: I'm born and raised in St. Louis, okay. man. I go Cards yes. all day. I guess go Blues right now. Go Blues call during yeah. the playoffs. Yep. But um yeah so i mean i'm really excited to be here excited to talk with you
1: i appreciate that so tell us a little bit about yourself So you said born in st louis yep uh i know you guys have a newborn at home too that was born i think two days after ours was so it's been kind of fun to walk through that i know yeah
2: we've I feel like we've chatted yes. like at 1 a.m. before, <laughs> which is sad. Like, we shouldn't be up at that time of the hey, night. But just, hey, when the baby calls. Exactly. You, know I mean? you, you got to go. You gotta exactly. Go, and so. you
1: need your people, like in your tribe, there with you while that, you're going through that's it. That's right. So. My wife's
2: taking night shift a lot that's while she's good. off work. So I, I appreciate that. Yep. But uh, that's we'll
1: see what happens. Yeah, we haven't had any, we haven't had any 2am conversations in a couple weeks. I think that's good for both of us. So uh, that's awesome. Um, Anything else you want to share before we jump into it? Sure.
2: Yeah. So like you said, born and raised in St. Louis, I actually went out to Virginia for my undergrad, ended up coming back here for uh, five years, worked in commercial banking. Nice. Did my MBA at SLU at the same time. So Night classes were tough, but yeah. juggled all that. That's My wife cool. and I got married two years ago, and awesome. uh, we met here in St. Louis actually at a wedding. Oh, nice. Um, been together for How five ironic. years. So married two years ago, dealt with all the pandemic craziness, yep. and then uh, ended up having our kid. Just, that's awesome. Just uh, five weeks ago. I was going to say, five Thank weeks you. ago today? Yesterday? Uh, so five weeks ago I'm, yesterday. I won't put you in the spot. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I thought it was two days after we did. So, um,
2: That's awesome. I need to keep that date in mind. My wife, my wife will kill me if I, I forget that one. I won't. I won't say
1: anything. So um, so what made you want to jump into the commercial insurance space? So you were in commercial banking, made the leap into commercial insurance. Kind of what what put that on your radar?
2: Yeah. So my commercial banking experience was mainly based here in St. Louis. Okay. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, ended up working on some national accounts uh, as well. And my dad, so he was in the commercial insurance industry for about 20, 20 years with okay. farmers. and. Um, he ended up switching over to the independent agency about 15 years ago now, which is, it's been a long time. I remember it like yesterday And he said he was making the switch because it's a big move to open up your own shop and everything. Um, they talked to us, they sat us down, they said, Hey, we're making some changes. Might have to tighten up the belt a little bit, but, uh, we think it'll be good. And and it's been great. He's been very successful at it. And I think we've always had it in the back of our mind. Hey, maybe there's a succession plan here. And uh, maybe, you know, you can pick this up. You're studying business. And I was always like, let me get my own experience first. Let me see what the real world's like. And then, you know, five years into commercial banking, it was like, okay, let's try this out. Let's see how it works. That's cool. So two years ago, I made the switch. It's been great. That's awesome. Really, really enjoying it. Really focused on commercial insurance primarily. We do homes and autos. We also do financial services, group health, but right. our main focus is uh, PNC, commercial insurance.
1: Okay. That's awesome. Um, so what are some of the main ways that you guys are able to help small business owners, especially contractors? I know you guys work with a ton of, ton of contractors. Yeah. That's kind of our target market too, so I know we've had a lot of good collaboration on that. Um, what are some ways in which you know you guys can really kind of help them protect themselves?
2: Yeah. So as I mentioned with my dad, we have like 35 years of experience yep. altogether. together. It's 40, 50 something years because yeah. we have other brokers in our, in our shop as well. Okay. And um, that's a big, big thing because yeah. with my dad's experience, you know, I'm out there churning and burning trying right. to pick up accounts um, and I'll, hit, I'll find things that, you know, I might not be as aware yeah. of, but I can always fall back on him and say, hey, what do you think of this? And he'll, he'll kind of advise us one way or the other. Right. And so that's big. Okay. Um, also, about 40% of our portfolio are contractors. Gotcha. So that allows us to be able to understand what the needs of a yeah. contractor are. Um, we can also kind of speak to those experiences and say, that's hey, good. these are the coverages you might need. Right. Um, we, can, we can present those. They might say, no, we don't need those. Yeah. But at least they are aware of right. what those things are. Okay. And... The other big thing that I feel is really important for my role is that I want to be a consultant for, like our, for our customers. Yep. I don't just want to be pushing sales. I'm not just bring, bringing people on the books just to make a bunch of money. Right. I want them to understand that we got their best interests at heart, That's good. that we want to protect their business. And when that once they understand that, once that clicks that we're a resource to them, yep. they become so much more loyal. They become very, very appreciative at the end of it. And they see the value yep. in, our, in our services. And then the last thing is we're independent. I think we're going to touch on that a little bit more yeah. on this next question, but yeah. um, that's a huge thing in the insurance space.
1: Yeah. So let's kind of jump into that, that question then. Um, so how, how is being independent and kind of in the brokerage firm, um, how is that beneficial to your clients over time?
2: Yeah. So independent means as opposed to captive. So right. there are independent agents, they're captive agents, independent agents are, have appointments with a bunch of different carriers. And so I'm not just out there. I, I can't only sell State Farm. I can't only sell right. farmers. I can't only sell Federated. I can go out there and I can sell 10 plus companies to our customers Right. and I can represent them for each one of those customers. So a big part of that is whenever we go to market yeah. for our, for our clients, we say, hey, I'm gonna find you the best fit. Right. It might not just be based on price. It might be based on the coverages that yeah. these companies can offer as well. But our goal is to find you the best coverage at the best price.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and so we come in and we have three different proposals and we say, hey, this is the one we're recommending for you, but here are, the, here are other options right. too. And people love that.
1: That's awesome. Our customers
2: think that's great. Yep. And it's a huge breath of fresh air for people that got pigeonholed into yep. one company. Oh, for sure. And sometimes if a, you know, with insurance the point of insurance is to protect your business. Right. If something bad happens, what what are you going to do? Yeah. Because you have to put a claim in, the insurance company might cancel you off. Then what are you going to do? Right. You have no other option if yeah. you're captive. But if you're with an independent agent, they can take you to other carriers and they can say, "Hey, we're going to we're going to try to find you an, a new landing spot. We're yeah. going to try to find you just as good of coverage, just as good of a company." Yeah. And hopefully just as good of a price.
1: Yeah. No, that's awesome. And, and I really, uh, I like that perspective that you bring with it yeah. um, because, you know, I mean, it's almost kind of like the fiduciary financial advisor role, right. right? Like you have to act in the best interest of your clients. Right. And I feel like, you know, when you're able to be positioned as a broker like that, you're able to do what's in the best interest of the clients, right? right. If, if you're one company and you have one workers comp policy, it's like, well, here's what we got. Yep. Take it or leave it, right? Yep. Hopefully you take it. Whereas now you guys are like, no, it's okay. You know, and I'm sure that for you guys too, um, it's it's very important come renewal time,
2: right? Yeah, so that's a huge thing. We always set it up whenever we're like onboarding our clients for yeah. the first time. We say, Hey, if you end up having any problems with these companies or if you see this ridiculous price increase at renewal time, you know, we, we're we're keeping an eye on that. We're keeping tabs right. on that. But if you're upset for whatever reason, give us a call first before right. you go out shopping to other, other agencies yeah. or other uh, insurance companies. Because you have companies. other solutions. Yeah, because we might have a good solution for you. And if we have a good relationship with us or with them, yeah. they will. They'll come to us first, and then we can find them a good option again. So we, we really appreciate that. We try to build loyal rela- relationships, and yeah. and the way you do that is to build trust.
1: Yeah. No, that's really good. Um, so what are the main types of insurance that contractors – um should have to protect themselves
2: yeah so when you're starting off as a contracting company if you're just a one-man crew for you know just you yourself and i right and you're looking for business insurance the first thing you need is general liability that's going to cover any problems that you have on a job site let's say you install a job and it you know pipes bust or something like that your insurance company should pick that up good um now, whenever you start getting bigger, you start getting employees uh, on the scene, you need that workers' compensation yeah. policy. You might also need workers' compensation prior to having employees as yeah. well. There, That's something called a ghost policy. Right. We, we have a couple of companies that can handle that, yeah. um, but not everybody can. Right. And so why you would need that is you'd need a certificate of insurance to present to your general contractor saying, I got this and this covered, no right. worries, right? But workers' compensation, it covers your employees while they're on site if they get hurt. Good. And so while they're working, let's say your one of your employees throws out his back or something right. like that. That happens all the time, right? Yep. Well, some people just say, hey, I don't need workers' compensation coverage. I'm not worried about that. Like, right. I'll just roll the dice. Well, what can happen is they get hurt on site. They go to the hospital or whatever. They get that taken care of. They say, I'm just going to put it through health insurance. I'll help my boss out. No big deal. Health insurance company can totally decide to deny that claim. Yeah. I've had it happen to my customers before. Yeah. And then guess what? You're up a creek if that right. occurs. Yeah. And so you're paying for not only the medical bills, you're also paying for the cost of their income on yeah. top of the that. If wages. you get sued for that, right. that's a lot of money. That, yeah. can, that can be in the tens of thousands, hundreds of, hundreds of thousands right. range. So that's kind of scary, but that's a huge part of it. And then everybody knows like your property should be covered. You yeah. know, it's kind of like a homeowner's policy. So, that's typically not one that gets asked about a lot. Right. But tools. Yes. Sometimes people think their tools are covered under their property policy. And if you're driving around from job site to job site, it's not. Yeah. That's called inland marine coverage. Good. You can cover your tools for wherever you're driving, wherever good. you're going. And so, that's really important for contractors um, to take into consideration. Two other bonus items that yeah. I had for you I like uh, it. E&O coverage is really good. Okay. Um, not everybody needs it, but. That is, if you're consulting on something or you say you're going to do something and you end up not being able to do it for whatever reason, right. um, that errors and admissions coverage can cover that. Okay. Another good one is builder's risk. This is more so for home builders. It okay. can be also for general, general contractors as well whenever they have a big project that they're working on. Yeah. And this covers the property that you're building on a percentage basis gotcha. or as you're building it. So, you know, your are home. You're building yeah. a home right yeah. now, right? And you're in different stages, right? Uh, at different points throughout this, uh, home build. Right. Yeah. And so you might at 30%, it might only be worth, you know, a hundred thousand, let's just say, yeah. but at 60%, it's probably 200,000, 250,000. Yep. So if you only had a hundred thousand dollars of coverage, well, what are you, you going to do with that gap? The builder's happens, risk yeah. will cover that.
1: Okay, cool. That's interesting. That's the, I never heard of that yeah. for like home builders. So yeah. that's good to know. It's really so, good policy. Good. That's awesome. Um, So, you know, you just kind of went through like the main types of insurance a lot of businesses need or or different stages may need. Um, What are like three common mistakes that you see business owners make when it comes to their insurance policies?
2: Yeah. So we were talking uh, before this podcast and one thing you just threw out there. And I I was like, that's an awesome point. We need to talk about it. But poor estimates on your payroll or your sales figures that are given to your insurance agent. So when we're quoting Two of the most primary items for us to be able to get an accurate quote for you is based on sales and payroll. Yep. And that's for your general liability, and that's also for your workers' compensation. Right. Sales might not get worked into there for those for the the liability yeah. of the workers' compensation. It really depends on the company. Okay. But payroll is a huge one.
1: Yeah.
2: And so if you inaccurately um, estimate what that payroll is going to be for the year, it's kind of like taxes. Right tax man's always going to get his money. Yep. Guess what? If Uncle Sam comes is... knocking on your door and said, hey, you didn't pay the full amount of money. And you say, I don't got the money. Like, right. what am I supposed to do now? You might get your butt kicked in jail. Yeah. It's not this exact same thing because insurance companies can't do that. Right, right. But they're going to demand their money. Right. And so if you under if you underestimated what your payroll was for the year, yeah. at the end of the year, they're going to do an audit. And they're going to say, hey, you need to pay so much more to get even with us. Otherwise, we're canceling off your policy.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's a good point. And and we'll come back to the other two in a second. Uh, Because I think, for kind of analogy, some people, this might... Hit home with a little bit more. It's it's kind of like the whole ex- estimated tax payment thing, right. right? Absolutely. You know, when you owe money on your taxes, the next year you get set up for estimated quarterly payments, right. and it's the same thing. Like you're just kind of guessing that, hey, this is going to cover what I'm going to owe for the whole year, and then when you file your taxes the next spring, it reconciles, and you either get a refund or you owe more money, right? Um, and it, it's kind of the same thing with the insurance. It's like, hey, this is you know we're expecting to do hundred thousand dollars in payroll next year. Well, if you do 150000 hundred and fifty thousand, guess what? You're going to owe more money if you're going to do. 75,000, well, then you might get a credit back from you guys. Right. So you're just really realizing, you know, whatever that amount is at the end of the year. Um, Oh, you know, one piece of advice I want to give, and then we'll hop onto the next point is, you know, if you know, like, I think it's something that you should have a reminder in your calendar every quarter to like review where your payroll's at and what you told your insurance agent it's going to be, uh, because you can adjust it. Right. If, if after the first quarter of the year, you know, we're, you know, five months into the year at this point, you know, and you say, Oh my gosh, we're like, We got way more payroll than we expected. Call your insurance agent now because they'll up your monthly payment, which will reduce your end-of-the-year overall payment. You you still may owe some money, but at least you're going to absorb some of that throughout the year. Because if you're doing more in payroll, that means you should be making more money. Right. Again, I said should be, right? Because I know it's not always the case. But you should be, in theory, making more money throughout the year. Um. So you're, you're better off paying that money throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. You don't want to be caught with your pants down at the end of the exactly. year. Exactly. No. No fun. There's, there's two things that, that we always hear contractors stress about. Having to pay their taxes and having to pay their insurance on yep. it. Right. So just be proactive, be prepared for it. I think if if a lot more contractors were proactive about things and and not just these two areas, but especially these two areas, if they're just a little bit more proactive about it, their life's going to be a little less stressful. Right. So. uh, So what's the second point? Second mistake.
2: Yeah. So one of the biggest complaints I hear about insurance and one of the biggest reasons people get upset at their insurance agent is because, hey, I didn't get paid out enough on this claim. Okay. And sometimes, you know, the insurance company's playing hardball and you're, right. you're justified. You're right. You should have been paid out more. But sometimes we estimated what the value of the property was incorrectly yeah. and not enough. And so I think the biggest thing that people have trouble wrapping their head around with insurance is, for example, with a homeowner's policy, right. you might purchase your home at $200,000. Right. But to rebuild that home, it might cost $250,000, $300,000 at this point. Insurance value is based on what it takes to replace, what right. it takes to rebuild. It's not what it is, what you paid for it. Yep. Similar to all your, similar to all your contractor equipment. Yep. That's what you need to take into consideration. Now, there's also something called actual cash value, um, and that takes into consideration uh, depreciation. Okay. And so, you can kind of, you can, you can determine your value two different ways: replacement costs or actual cash value, and you know, that's something that we talk about and we kind of advise on yeah. throughout the sales process. Um, the other big thing is that a lot of people, they get really, when they first start up their business, they get really comfortable with their personal lines agent. Yeah. You know, they, they say, hey, I've had my homeowner's policy and my autos with this guy for 10 years. And you know what? He might be a great commercial insurance agent as well. The other, the other possibility is he might have never sold a commercial, commercial insurance policy in his entire life. Right. And if that's the case, he doesn't know how to properly cover your business. Yeah. And so let's say you get five years down the road, you've grown like gangbusters and your insurance policy. And I look at him all the time and yep. I go, how is this so far off from right. what the reality of your business is? Yep. And it's because they haven't had an insurance uh, agent checking in with them on a yearly basis or just telling them, hey, keep me updated on what yeah. you need, or they might not even be aware of what you need, which is significantly worse. Right. And so we pride ourselves on being really experienced in commercial insurance. So that's we good. we touch base with our, our largest clients and there's a certain threshold that we're always looking at, but we touch base with them on a yearly basis and we make sure that they still have the right coverages in place. And yeah. that's super important.
1: That's awesome. You know, I think one thing, I want to share a personal experience here um, because, you know, a lot of contractors, are really good at what they do, right? And getting your insurance, your financial, your accounting, all the other stuff is easy to put on the on the back burner, right? It's it's a foreign language, um, and I understand it, right? Because, again, I used to be a painting contractor. I knew, yeah, I was a little different because I had the business mind, right? But, like, I understand that, like, sometimes it's easy to just, like, you don't understand something, so you're just like, yeah, you just assume somebody's taking care of it. Right, and you just uh, nod your
2: head, yes. Okay. Exactly,
1: yeah, yeah, sure, why not, right? Um, so when we first got workers' comp with Elite Painting, um, we had found a company, I don't remember how we found them and their prices came back better than like anything else. Right? right. Um, and I should have known there was a catch, but again, I was naive to this. I was like 24 and I was just like, yeah, sure. What I didn't know is they coded half of our payroll as office, even though we had zero office people Right. and they weren't the nicest people about this. I think it was done intentionally to get a lower rate sure. so that they would get us in the door. Um, which was dumb because obviously we canceled the policy after the first year. But then when the audit came, we were 100% of our payroll was painters, (laughs) 0% office people, which is different classifications. And so we got hit with a huge audit. And so I say that for two things. One, if you don't understand it, just find somebody, you know, reach out to somebody like Mike here and just at least have them like review it and be like, Hey, am I at least covered? Right? Because right. I like, if I would have had any clue what I was looking at, I would have been like, well, we don't have any payroll for office people. Oh, that's coded much cheaper. I should have known better. So yeah. I learned that the hard way. So again, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Cause I'm trying to help other people from not making those mistakes. Well,
2: I mean, the same can be said about you. You've gone through the ringer on all mm-hmm. this different experience, all these different experiences, you know kind of what a contractor needs, so you have those services available to to your clients.
1: Yeah, no, and I appreciate that. The other thing I'll say with that is if you do have office staff, if you do have non-production people in your business, make sure your insurance is aware and that you're able to separate the difference right. in the hours. Um, you because you prove it
2: out at the end of the day. Exactly.
1: Year. Yeah, you prove it out. Um, because if you have a, you know, a, an office person, the the rate for workers comp is much cheaper than somebody out on a job site on a 40-foot ladder painting a house, right? right. Um so just make sure you're aware of that, make sure that that's gotten relayed if if you've made your your payroll estimates solely based on you know the the production staff you have but you have office people you have estimators you have other people make sure that that's split out because that's going to save you obviously on your workers comp
2: right and i just want to touch on one more thing with that there's a difference between the actual laborers that are working on the job site and a project manager yeah the project manager is on site but he's not doing any of the work actually Yep. You can get a supervisor code and that's significantly less than your contract exactly. code. So another yep. good thing to take into consideration. Yep.
1: For sure. And this is why it's good to know somebody like you. Yep. <laughs> um, so one question here is we kind of start to wrap up. Um, why do you like working with business owners so much?
2: Yeah. Um, so I would say this surprised me about my job okay. because originally I was on the underwriting side with yeah. commercial banking. I worked on a lot of deals and okay. I would come in on the deals but I wasn't there originating the business. I yeah. wasn't there to form the initial relationship. And so whenever I first started selling, you know, a huge part of it is just getting somebody to say, yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, right. I'll take you, I'll, I'll consider you. And then the next part is let's sit down, let's have a conversation and let's just chat. Let's yeah. get, let's get comfortable with one another. And so with that, those conversations comes stories. If I, right. you know, let's say this business has been open for 30 something years, this, and this guy has been running it the entire time. He has 30 something years of stories to be able to pass on to me. And, and a lot of times we're just, we end up kicking back and yeah. laughing and we're like, right. oh my gosh, that's crazy, you know, yeah. or even just like an insurance claim, like who would have thought that happened? Right. Let's make sure that we cover that properly. And, um, that's my favorite part because they have 30 years of experience in this. They have 30 years of like sweat yeah. and tears and hard work into this business and it's their life's work. Yep. And what we can do as insurance agents, we protect that life's work. Right. And whenever we, whenever I get a customer that, you know, really truly appreciates what we do, because some are just, some people are yeah. just like insurance is necessary based. evil. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I get that. I would disagree. Right. But I get that. But the people that really appreciate what we do, they have peace of mind at the end of the day. Yeah. They know we have them properly covered. They know we're going to go to bat for them at the end of the day, whenever, whenever they take our recommendations yeah. and, they They just don't have to be as worried about it, and yep. if they do get worried about it throughout the year they they give us a call, they shoot us an email, and you're they there. say, "Hey, am I covered
1: on this?" Yep. Yes, yes, you are, yeah, so No, that's awesome. I love it. I can tell you're passionate about it um, you know whenever I met you, and we started talking and and just getting to know each other and stuff, and I can tell you're passionate about what you do yeah. um and so I appreciate you, even though some people may not yeah. I do I appreciate you and and what you guys do for your clients yeah, so I
2: appreciate that and and one other quick thing on that, yeah, so. With, with my role as well, my dad, he's the most gregarious guy I know. Yeah. He's super, you know, he, he can just, he can talk to anybody. Yeah. He loves being social. So, I, and, I, and I do too. But our, one of the differences between our sales tactics, he, he loves the idea of hard selling. He yeah. loves the idea of, you know, let's sell, sell, sell. And I like selling too. I like making money. Yeah. Everybody likes of making course, money. Of course, right. But I really like consulting too. Yeah. And I think consulting is significantly more important than selling yep. because we're educating first. So yep. if our customers understand the value of it and they understand what they're getting, then they're going to tend to enjoy what yep. we're providing to them more.
1: Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's a really good point. I think a lot of people listen to this, even if you're not a commercial insurance agent, you can take that and apply it into your business. So, Absolutely. Um, well, as we kind of wrap up here, what's one final piece of advice you'd like to leave business owners with?
2: Yeah. So regarding insurance, find a broker that you trust. Right. And, and I say broker because that's somebody that's independent. Right. Um, it works at the beginning to be with a captive agent. You know, whenever you're first starting your business, yeah. it's a good fit. But it's not going to be the perfect fit forever, more right. than likely. And so find that broker that you trust. Make sure you have a good relationship with them. Make sure it's somebody that you can touch base with at yeah. any time and yeah. they're gonna give you straight advice um, because that's gonna, that's gonna really help grow your business. It's yeah. gonna help you feel peace of mind that you know that if something happens, I'm gonna be good.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. No, I echo that. Um, so, how can people reach out to you if they have questions? Um, you know, if they can, if you can help them in any way. Or, are you only able to work here in the area? Are you able to help nationwide? What's kind of your guys' scope of range there?
2: Yeah. So we do focus on the St. Louis area. Um, that's where a majority yeah. of our customers are. We're on the Illinois side. We're on the Missouri side. We can do anything in the entire in both of those states. Okay. We have appointments elsewhere in other states as well. Depending on the client, we might even de- determine that it's worthwhile to pick up a, a license with the other state yep. a, a, a new state. Gotcha. Um, but you can check us out at Babcock Insurance and Financial Services. that's, that's we're on the web. okay We're on Facebook. We have a LinkedIn. Uh, We're working on the Twitter piece. There you go. But you can check us out there. Um, You can also shoot me an email or or even text. I don't care. Okay. Shoot me a text at 618-972-5067. Give us a call into our office, 618-659-8744. We'd love to help you guys. Cool. Um, I really think we have a good product for everybody.
1: Awesome. That sounds great. Well, I really appreciate you. I appreciate you taking time to come record this and to educate um, all of our listeners on the, the importance of commercial insurance and, and the what to do's and the how to do how to do it. Um, and so I appreciate your time. And uh, maybe we'll have you back for another episode on something else. Thanks, man. I'm down. Let's do it.
0: Love it. Paint Ed Podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners.